streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast from your friends at TV Guy. I'm your Survivor-obsessed host, Fox Van Allen, and joining me this week, as is the case every week throughout the Survivor 40 Winners at War season, is a man I care for and his future. It's Mr. Lance Cartelli. Hello, Lance. Hey, Fox. How's it going? I I care for your future, Lance. Uh, That's the first that I've heard of that from you, so thank you for that. Uh, I'm doing good. I I can't complain about podcasting in sweatpants. I'm getting kind of used to it. (laughs) right that's right um i have been telling people i've been wearing jeans all week long and it has largely been a lie um yeah that is a huge lie i need slippers slippers are what i need like i I feel like i just kind of need to embrace it and just kind of go full robe and slippers and underwear and just live my the rest of my life like that yeah you got to go all in if you're gonna do it commit to it that's right uh, but enough about me and my comfortable time in quarantine. Uh, let's talk about Survivor Lance. And this is a this is kind of a, a tragic uh, a tragic episode. A little bit. It was, it's a little bit of a heartbreaker uh, on multiple. Fronts. I was very sad. Yeah, on multiple fronts. But let's talk about the uh, the big one right here, uh, which is uh, oh boy, Yule Sele uh, uh, votes out Yule here. Um, and it's, uh, it's quite an interesting decision, I think, uh, especially for Nick. I think it's the most interesting decision for Nick, uh, but we'll, we'll break that down. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk, of course, about Sandra, uh, quitting, uh, Edge of Extinction. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the, the token hunt and we're going to talk about, um, Michelle and Wendell's relationship. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about what's going on with Adam over on, uh, Yara. What we're going to do, uh, we're going to do all of it, but let's start with, uh, let's start with Yule here. Um, so I immediately got really worried once we finished this immunity challenge and Yule is talking before the break about how easy it, we're going to get Wendell, uh, Wendell dug his own grave and, and, and that's it, which means Wendell's probably not going home. Um, and which made me worried cause it's gotta be Yule. If it's not Wendell, it's going to be Yule, right? Yeah. I was super worried right at the very beginning of the episode when he pulled Wendell to the side and pretty much told him like, Hey, I don't know if I can really trust you. I was like, Oh no, this is happening. Like I, I, I just felt it from there. Yeah. I think that's probably the beginning of the end there. Right. Like that's, um, you know, and I, Wendell says, you know, to his credit, Wendell says, you know, thank you. Like I appreciate, I appreciate when people are being real with, like I, I respect that. And I think that's true. I think you can both respect someone for telling you a thing and at the same time, immediately know that you need to get that person out of the game because of what they've been telling you. Um, yeah, that's just Survivor 101 right there. And Wendell, for how, you know, maybe he's a villain and stuff, he still understands the game, obviously. He's won the game. So he knows that once Yule says this thing, it's like, I got to go after Yule now. Yeah, and Yule's saying, uh, Yule's saying, you know, it, it, it basically what you did at Tribal Council, Wendell, put a big target on your back. And I know I'm not the only person thinking it, um, and that's... I mean, maybe, but you're also the only person saying it, um, which is part of, I guess, the problem. And I think it's, I think it's more that like Wendell picks up that Yule is coming for him, so then it has to be Yule, uh, because Wendell, right before, you know, he has a conventional there where he said, you know, I, I thought Yule and I were on the same page. We seem like very similar people. I don't know that that's true, um, but you know, maybe, maybe he's saying something that we're not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, and I want to say, I, I want to say like a huge credit to Michelle here. Um, because you, Absolutely. Would, you would think that, you know, prior to going into this episode, um, she is probably the one who would seem like in, in the most trouble here, right? Because she is the, you know, the lone per it's a three versus one. It was three versus two the week before with Parvati. Um, she should be in a lot of trouble here. But for some reason, her name never really comes out except for, you know, as part of like Yule's like plan here where it's going to be like, that's the fake out plan. But no one's, no one at any point seems serious about getting rid of Michelle. Um, Yeah, I I wrote that, I wrote that in my notes that it was a masterful job by her to like be on the bottom, be three versus one. And no one's even mentioning her. No one's even saying anything about her. It was just a great job by her and. Uh, it actually had a little bit of a theory though. Oh, what's your uh, going what's into the, this? What's the theory? So, uh, 
did do Michelle and Wendell have a secret alliance? You know, are they playing up the hate? They obviously have a past relationship. Are they playing this up only to work together now? I okay, so that's a that's a really good question. Um, and I mean, I feel like I, I feel like probably not, like not in a traditional sense. Uh, you know, I think that they both kind of come in probably with like this expectation that they're going to work with each other. But their relationship just feels like it's such a mess um, where like at the same, like you want to work together, but at the same time, like there's just a lot of bad blood there. Like, can you? Um, I think it's very, it's very interesting how, you know, Wendell has been playing this game where Wendell has been like this very, like he is in the power position and Michelle is just following along. And I think that may have been the case a couple of weeks ago, but now that we're like moving into the future, that seems less and less likely the case. Now it looks like he's there by the grace of her. Um, I mean, literally at this tribal council, but now moving forward, yep. it looks like his fate in the game is going to be very tied with her because she has options. Uh, she made great ties, even with Yule, who's now out of the game, maybe coming back in the game. He made a little bit of a pledge there. at the, Everybody made a pledge at Tribal Council to varying degrees um, that, you know, he, they, they might be able to get back together. But, um, but Nick, uh, Michelle and Nick really form a tight bond here, too, um, where they're kind of like right before the votes read. They're like looking at each other and they're nodding like, yeah, this is the right decision. We did it together. Um, which is very interesting. Like it's, she is, you know, I have been for the longest time talking about, you know, Sophie, Sophie, Sophie is going to win this game. Um, I still am not convinced that Michelle is going to win the game, but she is, she seems like a contender based on the edit that we've been seeing and based on her position in the game. She actually seems like she's in a pretty good position. Yeah, I think she has a real shot. Like uh, like you said, uh, I don't think she's probably going to win it, but I could totally see her making Final Five, maybe even to the end. She's just doing a really good job for somebody who wasn't really featured in the beginning of the season. And I think you're right that she is kind of in this power position. And I wonder how, since we do see that we're getting to the merge, how Wendell will kind of you know, go with that. Will he be okay with being kind of a follower? Will he... His, you know, arrogance, his ego make him want to be a leader. And will that cause problems as the merge goes on? Yeah, yeah. It's been a real serious heel turn for uh, for Wendell, to be sure. Um, uh, I kind of like it, though. I think yeah. this we needed some villains and stuff. So as, you know, as sad it is to see a guy that we really like kind of turn heel on everybody, it, it is a nice little addition of drama to the, to the show. Yeah, uh, and I do want to, I do want to a little bit like break that out in a little bit. Wendell and his villainy, um, because I feel like this episode, even more than the previous one, just really laid it on thick about you know Wendell and his mistakes and his cockiness and the things that he is doing, and none of it looked good, uh, you know, in a game sense or a social sense. Um, you know, of course, you're getting you know it's very selectively edited clips, um, but still. Um, but before we talk about, before we talk about that, cause that, I feel like that just spreads out across the entire episode. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Nick here because Nick is a big swing vote here as well. Um, and he really seems like he seems to be on the, like he is very anti Wendell. Um, he's upset that Wendell cost him that immunity challenge. Uh, he doesn't like the cockiness and the showboating. Um, but while talking with Yule, and here, like, Yule's got this plan, right? Yule has this idea where, okay, they're going to vote out Wendell, but we got to do something about these fire tokens, right? So what if we force a two-to-two -two tie so Michelle can look like she's siding with Wendell, and then Wendell will give him the token, and then Yule will get a token, and they'll share the token, and they're going to play Wendell here. Um, and it seems very complicated, uh, and it's... I, I don't blame Nick for not liking this plan at all because he doesn't benefit from it at all. Um, and it, it, it's just, I feel, uh, Yule maybe may have worked too hard here. Is, do you think that's like a big part of why he got, went out of the game here, Lance? Yeah, absolutely. And I thought this is where another one of his missteps and stuff is he should have just been quiet about everything. Is mm -hmm. just go with the plan, stop flexing your muscles about how smart you are because that's really the one thing that'll put the target on your back yeah. and then that's what 
really happened. And so I thought this whole thing was really interesting for Nick. It actually reminded me of uh, Yara from earlier in the season. So this move made sense for Michelle and Wendell, but not for Nick. It was the same thing with Ben, Sophie, and Sarah when they all turned, and Adam when they turned on Boston Rob. But it didn't make sense for Adam being the odd man out. And now it feels like Nick's could be the odd man out here. So we'll see how it works out for Nick. But it really reminded me of that situation. Yeah, it it it, it really yeah it, it does kind of uh, I, I like that I like that I like that because uh, you know my next question to you was going to be about Nick here and whether he made the right move. And I I think we're on the same page here. I, I do not like this move by Nick. Um, you know, I understand why Nick would be worried about Yule, right? Because he is a very smart guy. Yule, right there at Tribal Council, I mean, he's talking about the market economy and aligning incentives and layers of duplicity. This guy sounds so effing yep. smart because he is effing smart. Um, so, yep. I, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's more of that. But, but Nick, man, uh, I mean, I think Nick got very blinded and maybe Yule too, based on this poor, seemingly poor relationship that Michelle has with Wendell, right? Um, they clearly have bad blood. This relationship did not end well. Uh, he does not treat her well. It looks like, um, you know, you'll even notice that, you know, Wendell speaks with you with respect, but when basically having the same exact conversation about the same exact stuff with Michelle, um, Wendell just seems really nasty to her. And like, in a sense, like, having exes in my past as well, who I have continued to interact with and been forced to interact with well after the fact, like, I kind of get it there, right? Like, it's, like, you have this history and it's, like, so many emotions, like, even though it's over and moving forward, like, you know you can't trust this person again. Like, you, you know you can't get back in a relationship because you already did that. Like, yeah, you had the relationship and, you know, but at the same time, like, you know all you know when he's lying to you you know you know his his moves and his tricks and and you know that you are still going to be the closest person he has on that island regardless of what happened in your past because you have that real life connection there right yeah, it's he pretty much had to pick which twosome he's kind of at the bottom of. Yeah. But what I thought, he was definitely stuck between a rock and a hard place. But what I thought he should have done is keep your three together and turn on Michelle. I just don't, I obviously don't think he thought he could do that because of the complicated Wendell relationship and stuff. Yeah. And it just seemed like Michelle's conversation with him is what convinced him when they said, we just need to get three people on the same page. And it seems like he's the one that probably just caved. Mm. I think, I mean, I think the right move for everybody who's not Michelle and Wendell here is to break up Michelle and Wendell. Um, Absolutely. It really should be one of the two of them. And I think there are, you could definitely make a good, you know, argument that there, Nick is going to be better off with Michelle uh, possibly mm -hmm. than he would be with Wendell who has said that he's going to cut everybody if he can. Um, I, if I was Nick would be very worried about those two being together. Uh, maybe he is not as worried as I am. Um, yeah, that's not a, that's not a great final three to half, you know, just, even if, you know, it's just, you, she says she's going to cut him and he says he's going to cut her. But at the same time, Michelle gave the dude a fire token. Yeah. And they just voted together and everything. Yeah. It's, that's a scary situation, especially for Nick. And if you keep Yule around, how he is connected with Sophie and Sarah, but like who else? He doesn't, all the old school people are are gone and he didn't have a lot of connections with people in the first place yeah. so i thought keeping you around you know he's going to be loyal to you pretty much for the whole thing it was just a it was an interesting decision and i guess for me i think nick just wanted to go along with it and then felt just more comfortable with wendell yeah yeah um i think the biggest tell here was probably the fact that michelle did give wendell a fire token um, you know, if they yeah. really had such a terrible and fractured relationship, you know, it would hard, it would be hard to see how that transaction takes place. But I think it looked like just note, like that's like factual information and what you're getting from, you know, their conversations, like that could not be real. It could be, you know, could be an act. It seems pretty real that they're having trouble with each other, but like, the one thing you know for sure is that she gave the dude a fire ticket, and that's bad news all around. That's yep. like a that's a ter like I I don't know like I guess if they're working together, 
Um, and they are going to be keep like keep working together for another couple. That's where the secret alliance goes. comes in. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I, I don't know, man. I I would not want to have my ex. I, I think we talked about this last week, but I, I wouldn't want to have to deal with that. That that just seems like a, a mess all around. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, um, just one last one last thing on this uh, this Michelle and Wendell business before we go. Uh, I was uh, uh, Hannah Shapiro, uh, who we've talked about before, is a super <laughs> TV guy super fan. Uh, why wouldn't yep. you be right? Uh, she had a she had a she had an interesting tweet here um, about Michelle giving Wendell a fire token, and she says Michelle giving Wendell a token is every girl in a kicking it situation trying to build trust with the guy who keeps texting you up. Um, and I don't know I don't know if it's I don't know if it's every girl, but like I I I actually I can relate to that. Like I just like can relate to that. So anyway. Um, so that's, that's a disaster. I mean, it's, it's a, it's one of the, uh, it's one of the biggest storylines that's going on right now. Uh, this, uh, this, and it's gonna, it's gonna resolve itself soon, hopefully, because I don't want to, I would prefer this storyline not go on until the very end of the season. Um, but, oh uh, no, I I'm hope it, it I hope it gets wrapped up soon. Yeah. yeah. I, I am, one thing, I am uh, uh yeah. One thing I want to add is, yeah. uh, Nick and Michelle's kind of reasoning was they're worried that Yule would be in charge and they'd have to go with this plan. And that seems... Like more of an issue with Wendell than Yule, but I maybe that's just me. I think Yule is going to be such a huge target once you get to the merge that you don't even exactly. need to worry about getting rid of them now. Like that's like that'll take care of itself. Anyway, yeah, um, and and he would have been a pretty much a meat shield for Sophie. So it's I, I'm interested to see you know how Boston Rob got that ooh when he got uh, voted out in, at the next uh, um, immunity challenge. I wonder if Yule will have a similar reaction. Yeah, I'm very curious to see that. Um, you know, we're, we'll find out, I guess, right before the merge, um, which is happening yep. next week. Uh, very excited. Yep. So, you know, maybe maybe they'll be shocked to see Yule is gone, but then Yule could get right back in it. You never know. Um, so Good. That's, uh, Sounds like, I'm guessing that's the week after is when someone comes back in. Uh, I think it's I, I think it's actually going to happen next week. Uh, I think it's going to happen right before the merge. Uh, it looks like where okay. they merge, they've got the competition already set up. Uh, for multiple ah, people. Okay, well. So I, that's I, I'm thinking they're gonna do it, um, and I think they just showed us a few select scenes that didn't include the person who gets back in the game to keep a little bit Makes of mystery sense. there, because Lord knows the internet would not have liked that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so enough spoilers out there, uh, you know. Um, okay, oh, so yeah. uh, we have got we have got so much more to talk about about this episode here. Uh, I want to get into um, I want to get into the Edge of Extinction. Um, really, some really emotional moments happen there. Uh, I'm actually Edge of Extinction is growing on me, um, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Lance, uh, we are back, and uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the Edge of Extinction for a moment, uh, because that's kind of our, our second biggest headline here, I think, um, in that we have our first Edge of Extinction quitter, and it is Sandra, uh, the Queen Sandra Diaz Twine. Um, shows up uh, at uh, I mean, well, it's both Parvati and Sandra who show up at, at uh, Edge of Extinction around the same time. Parvati gets beats her by a good you know half hour or whatever it is, um, and it seems like everybody, first of all, is happy to see that Sandra got voted out of the game. Uh, yeah, these and these are her friends. These are like these are the people who you would assume she has had the best chance of working with. Um, and like, uh, you know, well, you got uh, Boston Rob just smiling when he hears Sandra's story about getting voted. Oh, out. I caught that. I caught that twice. Yeah, by the that was way, great. like there were a couple of shots of him just kind of smiling and he's like, you know, he just like lays it out. Boy, that does not seem like you. That is just a dumb move. And, yeah. Like, also, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, way back when we first started talking about the season, yeah. I said that Sandra would be the one person who would quit if she made Edge of Extinction. Yes, that that is true. And you know, props where props are due. Um, you are you are absolutely correct. Uh, it does make a lot of sense here. Um, you know, it, she explains it perfectly. 
Um, we have this entire season has kind of been uh, uh, a lot of discussion about the Sandra sit-out bench, and it just makes sense for her to sit out this Edge of Extinction competition as well. It just, you know, it's... it's there was it's, no way she was coming back. Like, right. what? Like Boston Rob's like making fun of her for what happens. Then it's like, uh, there's one thing of rice. Oh, and, uh, you know, there are physical challenges. It's like, I'm out of here. Get yes. me the hell out of here. Didn't yeah. even think twice. And I don't, I don't blame her. She wasn't coming back. Yeah. Tyson, Tyson, Tyson briefly, like in six words explained like, yeah, we gotta go up to the, gotta go up the mountain to get a cup of rice. And Sandra's like, nope, nope. Yep. Um, nope. That's She's all I out. needed to hear. I'm done. And it was a, it was a really nice farewell to her as a character since she is retiring and everything. I thought it was, her whole speech and everything was really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was a good. It was a good way uh, for her to go out. It's very, you know, everyone kind of waved her off, and you know, we the queen stays queen. So she says, um, not her best outing. This one here, um, I, I would say, if you had to rank them, uh, this would probably be at the bottom of her her yep. uh, her experiences there. Um, uh, unfortunately, this is like Michael Jordan going to the Wizards or potentially Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. This could be something that, uh, you know, hurts the legacy at the end of the day. Or you could say JT coming back twice after winning once. Um, yeah. It just looks worse If you want to keep it on Survivor, totally. Yeah. Um, you know, we had, sometimes you want to go out on top. And it's it's tough, man. You just want to keep uh, they keep giving you another bite at that apple. It's a million-dollar apple. Especially when they're so, two million this season. Two million-dollar apple. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, she doesn't want to get, uh, she doesn't want to get bitten by rats either, and I, you know, goodbye. Goodbye. Um. Same. So we're down in, I guess we're, same. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, we're, so we're down to 19 people. Uh, so, uh, do you think anyone else will quit here, like, uh, at the edge of extinction? Uh, maybe after the, I the think challenge is over? Exactly, that's where I think it could happen, but I just don't, I don't see it, like, they're kind of hinting at Ethan, but he just seems like he's not going to. Mm. And then I think everybody else is, you know, kind of set yeah. in everything. Maybe, and I don't see anybody uh, that would get voted off in the merge that would want to go home either. So I, Sandra was really my one pick, and I can't really see it happening again. Maybe Tyson, mm. just if he doesn't get back in, he's like, I, I can't do this anymore, and maybe he runs out of peanut butter. <laughs> well, he's got a token so he can buy more. That's true. He can yep, just buy more double up butter. There. Um, yeah, so let, let's, let's talk, you were mentioning Ethan, let's talk about that a little bit, because, you know, I, I think you, if we have to choose someone who might quit, I, I think Ethan is possibly uh, a person here who we should at least talk about, because he brings it up uh, while talking with Parvati. Absolutely. Um, and I absolutely love this conversation. Um, where oh, this Ethan, is one of the highlights of the season for me. Yeah, where Ethan's really just kind of, uh, you know, like, like he says, you have a lot of time to think about things there. And not all of his thoughts are positive. And he's been doing a lot of thinking about cancer. And, you know, what if what he is doing on the island is making him weaker? What if it's giving the cancer a chance to come back? Like, what if, what if, what if? And, like, Parvey's there. And, like, first of all, this is a really hard conversation to be, like, a part of. When it's uh -huh. just like, because like, what the hell are you gonna say to like, unless you have and like bounce back from cancer yourself? Like, it's really hard to like speak to that. But like, I love what I got out of Parvati here and what Ethan got out of Parvati here because like, you know, she's just kind of like, uh, you know, do we need to do some yoga? You know, she, a little bit of like, you know, trying to keep it positive. You know, even you know, as he gets increasingly negative, and you know, it's probably better if you think of things that are more positive. And it's just like it was like very like i liked what like it wasn't like parvy was like trying to twist his arm away from it just you know trying to be a little bit more positive um and i think that Ethan yeah this can really make it through this as long as he's got parvy there and people there who support him yeah I, I think this was i was obviously super sad that poverty was voted out but yeah. this is kind of a saving grace it was like the silver lining of it and everything is he, who knows how much darker he could have gotten down there if he wasn't able to just talk it out with poverty and everything. So, so lucky to have her around. And, you know, I, it's hard not to blame him. Like once you've had it that many times and stuff, you just gotta, naturally, you gotta think that those things are happening. It's growing inside of you. That's just such a scary, scary yeah. thing and stuff. So yeah, thankfully that, uh, you know, the life coach in poverty comes out and you can see exactly. where her real charm comes out and how she can connect with people and she just handled it so perfectly. So it was, it was a really nice scene and you know, the way that like Ethan looks at 
poverty and stuff. It was just, it was really touching. Yeah, um, I, I know we've, uh, there have been a few moments where like Edge of Extinction seemed like a drag on the season or on an episode, uh, but here it, it really didn't. Um, I mean, you know, the, the you know, scavenger hunt is whatever, uh, but like, I, I just, there's something about having like all these, I guess all the old school players basically now, um, which is, this is like one of the most incredible survivor tribes ever. Um, it just yeah, exactly. Be, yeah, it just happened to all be uh, you know on the outcast tribe 2.0 here, um, where none of them are in the game. Um, well, this is what this is why Edge of Extinction works for this season is yeah. because we said it before. Like you would say goodbye to all these people. Exactly. And I would be a, a lot more upset with this season if we just lost all those legendary players and stuff. Like I'm still I'm obviously bummed about Yule and everything, but I'm still hopeful for this merge. I would I would might I would just be down a little bit more if we didn't have this edge of extinction. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so let's talk about that uh, let's talk about that fire token uh, scavenger hunt here that happens. Um, which is uh, I really like the way that this was edited. This was edited together yeah, in a very fun I, way. I, I wrote that too. I said I I love the setup of this, everyone, you know, opening it together and taking yeah. off and then and then when we get into it, the more editing, it was a fun edit for sure. Yeah. So uh, I guess I, they, they all opened it together, right? And everyone scattered off immediately. Uh, Rob, Boss and Rob kind of like, I think, took the uh, lead and just running off. Um, and, and Tyson noted mm -hmm. that no one, no one even took the rice off the fire. Uh, that looks incorrect, actually. It looks like yeah. Amber stayed behind to do that. Uh, which I think is a very... Oh, that was Amber? I was trying to see who that actually was. I was wondering whether it was Amber or Danny, just because, like, it had to be one of the two of them. But, like, I did a quick rewind, and, like, Danny was running out with them. So it, it was it was yeah. Amber. Um, which, uh, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I feel like her position in the game is very interesting. It's, it's almost like she has given up the, uh, the $2 million, but she is just there, I think, to support Rob and his chance to win $2 million. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, I think so. I think she's there to facilitate pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Which is, I, I don't, you know, I don't hate that. I, I don't hate that. You know, it's, you both can't get back in the game at least at the same time at this point. So Boston Rob is for sure the best, I think, of the two right now to. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good strategy, especially happen. if he gets back in. Yeah. If he gets back in, he, I mean, with all the, now that it's the merge and stuff, he's a real danger. Like he'll obviously have a huge target on his back but yeah. if he wins a couple or if he you know can put the target on somebody else like he's right there yeah and i will say that i do i do know that like boston rob just has this like bigger target in general if he got back in the game over amber but at the same time amber's game's not that good like i just mm -hmm. don't like i get like she'll come back with a smaller target but i think she she is like the exact kind of person who just get like voted out immediately um, I guess anyway. you're getting voted out immediately or being taken as like a final three and just not getting any votes. As like a goat, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that could be it. Uh, I think it could also be Wendell. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so this, uh, so this fire token uh, scavenger hunt here, um, so I guess uh, Tyson, uh, knowing that uh, Rob is a portly chap, uh, decides to... Great uh, choice of words again. Amazing. Yeah, yeah Tyson's great. Uh, and, uh, you know, he uh, he narrates how he was able to uh, find a fire token on, uh, you know, the trail he was most familiar with. He really sprints there. Or he uh, takes his time while Rob sprints uh, around like crazy. Um, Tyson finds one, shares the information with people, shows him people what it looks like. Uh, and no one can figure out where the other three are. And then we get Rob and his confessional. Uh, it was like, it was me, bro. And he was like, I ran here and then I ran here and I got this. And then I knew what the rapper looked like. So it was easy to find it when Ethan was there. And no one knows Rob has three of these things now. Um, which I guess brings his grand total up to three because he didn't have any before. He, he became a billionaire in a matter of minutes. Basically, right? And We will I, never know that feeling. Yeah. And I think the, uh, I think the, uh, the interesting thing here is that if him and Amber are playing together as a pair, but for one person, and are going to pool those tokens, uh, then all of a sudden, because you know Amber's already got a token there, you know if they're maybe Rob can spend and get some advantages in this get back in the game challenge and also go back in the game with an idol. Um, I think if anyone needs an idol, I think Rob needs the idol more than Natalie needs the idol. Uh, I think they yep. both oh, use yeah. the idol uh, for sure if they get back in the game, but like. I would not be surprised if, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's limit one per customer limit, like you can only like, or just limit one in general. They're going to run out of idols. Like the way, you know, my local supermarket runs out of toilet paper and paper towels. I, I don't know how it's going to be. Um, but 
I gotta you gotta think that one of these people is gonna buy this token or this idol, right? Yeah, I think uh, I've I brought this up before. I was waiting for when they're gonna just start pooling it together, and Rob and Amber make the most sense, you know. So uh, I can definitely see that happening if they can pull it off. But if they do come, we'll see if they have one more competition to be able to get some more tokens, or if this is their final tally before their before their battle back. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna guess that this is probably their last opportunity, just because yep. I don't know how they're gonna fit in a big you know, another scavenger hunt in the same episode that they've got the merge going yeah. on and a battle back challenge yeah. and all this stuff. It seems like it's going to be a, a jam packed episode. So, you know, I don't think we'll get, I think we'll get a little bit from the edge people, but I think it's just going to be them at the challenge and that weird emotional thing where, you know, last when they did edge of extinction, where everyone's crying and talking about how much it means to them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, we'll probably get a little bit of that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, very, very excited to see how that all, uh, it's going to be a heck of an episode next week. Something to look forward to. How about that? Um, it should be a supersized episode. I say this every episode now. Yeah. Well, I should make it longer. We got nothing, no, nothing better to do. Nowhere else to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So this seems like a good place to, you know, before we, we've got plenty more to talk about, but before we move on here, I, I think it's a good place to put our survivor business report. Um, where we've got uh, kind of the markets bouncing back here a little bit. Some big uh, big moves here, some big gains. Um, so uh, here are all the it looks like they, uh, Yeah, it was kind of a bailout, right? They put in so many more fire tokens, <laughs> that's right, you know? That's right, that's right. We had a uh, someone airlifted in some Lance loot, uh, and uh, we're getting, getting mailed out here. Uh, so here are the transactions that happen. So first of all, uh, Yule gets voted out, right? But Yule gives... One token to Sophie and one token to Sarah, which answers some questions of you. Can you split it? Yes, you can. Um, which is interesting. That was that was his original alliance, so it's interesting to see that went there instead of to old Sele or new Sele. Pardon me. Um, we got uh, Tyson who finds the token that we just talked about. We've got Rob who found the three that we just talked about. Um, Sa I guess it's worth mentioning that Sandra had no tokens to bequeath, so there was no change there. You know, she goes out of the game without any. Um, and Michelle, as we talked about inexplicably, gives a token to Wendell, um, and that brings us to, uh, Natalie is still, or now, I guess, once again, the richest person on the island, or a island, because she has four tokens. Uh, Michelle drops down to three, Rob increases to three, so they're tied for the second most. Um, we have, uh, three people with two tokens now, that's Wendell, who got the token from Michelle, uh, we got Nick, who got the token from his idol Tyson, and we got Sophie, who just got the token from Yule. They all have two. Uh, Yule and Parvati um, both have nothing. Uh, they were the most recent arrivals to uh, to Edge, um, and everybody else has one. Uh, and that is that is how the uh, the tokens break down. Uh, and we're expecting to see perhaps a a new advantage menu next uh, next episode. Um, we're thinking that these tokens are going to get more valuable, and we we shall see. Oh, they will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something for sure is going to happen, um, but uh, but we'll we'll see what that is. All right. So we've got uh, so we've got plenty more to talk about here. Uh, I want to talk to I want to talk to you about um, I want to talk to you about more about Wendell's uh, villainous turn here, uh, because that really comes up in the immunity challenge a lot. And we'll talk about uh, what's going on in the call and Yara, and we're going to do all of that right after this. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I have been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Okay, Lance. Uh, so we are uh, we are back, and uh, let's let's go. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the dynamics of the other tribes here, uh, real quick, uh, because we get a, we get a little bit of the call. We get a short segment with the call, um, but that's that. If you recall, that's your uh, Tony, Jeremy, Denise, and Kim. That's that tribe, um, red the new red tribe, right? Um, where the the dynamic here is that uh, you know Denise made the baller move last week that got Sander knocked out of the game. And Tony loves it, and Tony is trying to take this opportunity to make 
Denise look like the biggest target on the island. He's really, he's really, uh, you know, he's really talking her up. And in a way that even Denise says, well, well you're really talking me up there, Tony. Um, which I like. I mean, it but... was, it was so obvious. Yeah, was, that's the problem. There's no tack behind it at all. It's the good, it, but it was very Tony. Right, but the execution is not. And the execution yeah. is a very clumsy, Tony-esque execution. Um, where it turns out that Jeremy really isn't buying it. Jeremy mentions that, you know, he really likes Tony and that they, you know, that they, they seem like they're friends, but that Tony's still crazy Tony and that, you know, you really, Tony's the bigger threat. And, you know, Tony is always going to be a gigantic threat because that is, that is what Tony is. That is just, Tony cannot not be a threat. He just doesn't know any other way. Um... And, you know, it's good for his game to keep other big threats around, but at the same time, he will always be the largest of those threats. So, you know, it's it's tough to see how Tony wins the game more than once, just in general. Like, a person like Tony, it's hard to see how they win the game more than once. Um, but he made it Especially when he doesn't have any, any idols or anything. He needs to find something. Yeah, he's uh, he's losing out on idols, and he's losing a few, uh, losing a few friends here, too. Um, so, you know, he's got to... Gotta gotta find friends where he can where he can I guess at the merge. Um, yeah, Kim's pretty Kim's pretty much already flipped on him. I got yeah. I gotta say Tony, you know as sad as I am about Yule going home, it's because of that that Tony's still in this because Tony True. was you know he he was the targets were on him. He was gonna go home if Decal lost that. He so he's gonna get to the merge because of this now. And now I'm just I'm really excited to see merge Tony. Yeah. Um, well, I think Tony could be a very, like, he could be in a lot of trouble because he seems like the kind of generic merge boot kind of guy, you know, someone who's just yep. so loud and out there and aggressive and he's going to play hard and he's going to win a challenge or two and you can't try, like, he, there's so many great reasons to get Tony out of game at the merge um, and to wait until the merge to do it because it's like a free Absolutely. for everybody. Um, so yeah, I, and Jeremy's already talked about it. Yeah, so I'm a little I'm a little worried about uh, about Tony and and his uh, his current state in the game. Uh, although I'm, I'm never going to count Tony out because uh, you know you, you just can't because he's always got a bag of tricks to pull something out. Um, but uh, yeah, let's talk, let's talk let's talk real brief about Kim because Kim has really emerged in like a really uh, I don't I don't want to say a power position in the tribe, but certainly the swing position. Um, where she is going to de determine the direction that this group of four goes. And it really does seem like she is bonding a lot better with Jeremy and Denise than, you know, she's got a good relationship yep. with Tony, and that's fine. You know, four people with a, a clear number four, you know, that's not bad to have. But um, I, I, like where, I like where Kim is just because, you know, she is in the middle here. She is not the obvious target. Almost certainly at the merge, too. Like, who's going to go after Kim immediately? Probably not. And yeah, she's exactly. got an idol. Um, if you remember, yep. yeah, she's uh, in a really good spot and yeah. she didn't have to backstab Tony. So she can kind of, if she needs to, you know, adapt and go with Tony now that we get to the merge, she can totally do that. And I really like what, uh, Denise is doing. She's just playing such a strong game other than Tony trying to make her a big threat, which didn't work kind of mm -hmm. backfired. She's really saying everything right. Like that conversation she had with Kim, Kim just gives her a softball question, just puts it on a platter. Like, who do you want to work with? Yeah. And obviously she's going to say, I'm going to work with you. And it just makes her look better, and it's just easier for her. And so that's another smart move. And Denise and Kim can really do some damage if they uh, stick together in the merge as well. Yeah, um, I really like I really like what uh, I really like what I get from Denise as well. Um, but it does feel like it's a very it's almost like an over the top Denise. Like I, I like her, but like I feel like she's working extra hard to be like this, um, to be yeah, even yeah. more like this than she normally is. Um, you know, and that's, that's her strategy right now. Like she, she said, like, she knows that she's not on the top, so she can't play like she is. She's got to, you know, play like, how can she help you? Which I think is like a great way to play the game in general, um, to be in that spot. Um, especially, you know, so far from the finals, um, where you still have the room to kind of maneuver a little bit. Um, so yeah, so, you know, Kim, it looks like Kim's in a good, a good spot. Um, you know, don't hate Jeremy and Denise's spot here. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Um, let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Yara. Cause I think if Tony's on trouble in the call, Adam is in big trouble with Yara, right? He's been in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks even worse this week than it did last week. Um, what do you think about that relationship between Ben and Adam? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, it was never that great and it's just getting worse. And Adam's <laughs> just, it's kind of funny seeing how 
annoyed he is and everything. But it's just I we really like Adam and he's a smart player, but he's just yeah. doing such dumb things. Like, okay, you have a suspicion that these people have an idol. Why would you just go and tell Sophie that you think someone has an idol? Especially obviously we know Sophie has the idol, but it's just like you don't do that. And of course she's gonna go and tell Ben and Sarah. Yeah. And then it just totally backfires for him and I don't know. And I I mean, as dumb as he is, like I'm liking what Ben's doing, but when they had that whole argument, it's like we would tell if we had an idol. Like I even Adam isn't that dumb, right? Uh, he, I, yeah, I don't like. I mean, I don't like. I don't like what I'm getting at Adam or Ben here, honestly. Like, because it seems like uh, uh, for sure Adam Adam cannot stand Ben. Uh, you know, when Ben was doing his little peanut butter peanut butter song, like Adam yeah. just wanted to like just throw him in the garbage and walk away like he was just so unhappy with everything that was going on um, i wonder if he regrets voting out rob after all this oh i think for sure he does i think he, he yeah, I wonder if he'll admit last it. week and i think he's going to regret it more and more moving forward um but uh but i think i think on the ben side of that relationship i mean i don't think it's like i think it's more of like a ben knows he can't really trust adam and he doesn't trust adam um, and that, like, these are not two people who you would assume would get along very well, like, in the real world. Not that they'd be enemies or anything, but it just doesn't feel like Adam is Ben's type of person, and I don't know that yep. Ben is Adam's type of person, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. They, like, they don't seem like they'd be the type who would be fast friends. Um, yeah. So, um, Ben is poking They're not Adam quite oil and water, but they yeah. they just don't seem like people that would get along too well. And Ben's poking at him a little bit. And I think that like with a different person who's not Adam, it might work a lot differently. Um, you know, it's just friendly ribbing. Um, but I don't think Adam is going to be taking it the right way. Uh, if there, if it is being presented in the right way, Adam is not going to take it in the right way. And it just like, it looks like their relationship is getting worse and worse. Um, and we've already talked like last week, Ben, uh, mm -hmm. Ben's relationship with Sarah and Sophie was significantly improving. Um, and it just looks like Adam is just so far on the outs of this tribe. It's ridiculous. Um, and, and you were mentioning about that idol, right? Right. This, it, cause the bulk of it is about the idol hunt, right? And where is this idol? Who has the idol? Cause it hasn't shown up and we know someone's got it. Right. Um, so Ben thinks that Adam might have it and Adam is convinced that, Ben and Sarah have the idol, right? Or one of the two, possibly both of them, because he's seen what happened with Denise's idol. And, you know, it's got to get split up, so it's got to be two people. And he just doesn't know what two people it is and assumes that Sophie is clearly the one that doesn't have it um, and, tells, and tells Sophie his idol concerns. And because he is the number four, and he should know this by virtue of being the number four, anything you say to the number one is immediately going to get filtered back to the number two and three. Uh, and that's exactly what happens here. Um, it's just, what what was his thought process behind that? It's like, even if you do think that, you just don't tell anybody that. She, he, I feel like he's just so desperate to get someone on the bottom who's not him. You know, he knows he's in a bad spot, and he just, he's a strategic guy. He's going to work out some strategy to get him off the bottom, but he has not been super at executing all these strategies, um, and this strategy does not appear that it is very good. Um, he uh, he has a few confessionals that are uh, already aging poorly uh, the moment you see <laughs> them, um, and you gotta you gotta think that this is not going to be a huge turnaround story for Adam. Uh, it is pretty. It is being pretty clearly choreographed that uh, he is in a lot of trouble here. And he is making a lot of mistakes, and he is very confident in the mistakes that he is making, uh, yep. which I think is the worst part about this. Um, yeah, I'm also I am worried about Ben in the merge, just because okay, he's cool with Sophie and Sarah, but like he's at the bottom with them, and who does he really have and everything? He's kind of just kind of gone along, and I just don't know if he's going to have the connections and stuff. So he could just be an easy boot too. Yeah. I, I feel like Ben is kind of might wind up in the, almost the same place he was in heroes, healers, hustlers, right? Where he is in the early merge, all of a sudden it starts looking like, okay, we got to do something about Ben. Ben's in trouble here. Uh, and then Ben really has to work his ass off to stay in the game against all odds. Um, I don't think he can find, you know, six idols here. Um, and I don't think that people are just going to let him look for the idol. Um, and just sleep in, uh, in the same way. Um, so, you know, I, 
I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that's that's. I, I think he's in trouble. I, I don't think he's going to go very far into the merge. Uh, I think uh, Sophie and Sarah will. Um, I agree. I think they're going to be fine. Um, and I think uh, I think you know maybe maybe Kim and Sophie might be able to get back together. You know because they have that shared idle knowledge um, and might be able to. Get, you yeah. Know, Sophie just has so many connections right now, and then advantages are on her side and stuff. We do see in the preview that her name gets brought up, yeah. I believe, by Wendell. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm interested to see how she kind of plays that and stuff. Yeah, it'll be uh, be very interesting to see. Um, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a twelve. Well, I guess a twelve person merge, right? Because we had because uh, uh, we're gonna have one more person come back in, and now we've got four plus four plus three, eleven in the game, so we'll have twelve. So we can have a six to six tie, I guess, at the merge. Um, but you need at least six people to make something happen. So, you know, you gotta you gotta find those people somewhere. So I'm very yep. very interested to see where those groups come together. And, and Sophie already has like four or five people. Yeah, uh, that's true. She Sophie's got like everybody. Everybody she's yeah. met, she's got uh, basically. And uh, if they didn't get rid of Yule, she would have had even another person. Then she might have just had enough to yeah. just run everything too. I think it really shows you what a great shape, like what a great place, like her game in general is, and like what a great player she is. Where Adam is absolutely convinced that Sophie is the only person he can trust on that tribe. Yeah, uh, and that's while, that's while she has the idol. Yeah, and that's absolutely incorrect. But like that's just. It's like how during like Kim's season, everyone trusted Kim. This time, everyone trusts Sophie, um, except for Wendell. But you know, Wendell's 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 gonna Wendell. Um, yeah, but uh, Wendell's you know on point on this one. He he yeah. says she's playing, and she is. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about Wendell a little bit more here uh, because I want to talk about the immunity challenge. Um, we, we often don't talk. Uh, sometimes the immunity challenge gets glossed over, but I thought this one was actually very interesting. I thought there was a lot of strategy going on here, and obviously a lot of trash talk from Wendell. Um, so this is the same immunity. Uh, Jeff brings it up, right? This is the same immunity challenge uh, from season thirty-seven, David and Goliath, David versus Goliath. Pardon me, that Nick uh, played in, and uh, as Jeff mentioned, uh, disaster, uh, absolutely disaster for his. So it was uh, at this time. It was uh, they were already split up into three tribes, right? And it was Angelina, Mike White, Nick, and Lyrsa together. Uh, and they they made two trips to the well, could not complete the third. It was just it was just terrible. And again here, unfortunately, you know, it's Nick Nick loses. Um, but I think the interesting thing is that there is some strategy to pick up here, right? Because on that first playing, uh, the the mayor of Slamtown. You remember the mayor of Slamtown, Lance? Of course. Yeah, his tribe was able to do it in one. Uh, it was him. It was Christian. It was Hot Cop. I think there was one other person there. I forget who, but that was like the, the it was it was the Brochachos, right? Um, and they were able to do it in one. They were able to make it in one trip with enough water. So I, I think first of all, like that's the strategy, right? You know, you can do it in one. So make all the effort to do it in one you can, and that's what uh, that's what Yara does here, and that's the reason why Yara wins this game. Uh, this this thing, you know, they just build up. Such yeah, a it was. Huge lead. It was obviously smart. Probst was questioning them and everything, which I thought was really fun. Um, but for if you just look at Yara, they're just not physically imposing, so they had to get it right. So I thought that was just the right thing. You either go, you win by the strategy, or lose by it, because I don't think if you had to go twice, I thought they were going to get last. They, they very well could have, yeah. And, I you know, it's as long as you know that you can do it in one, I, I think it's absolutely the correct strategy. If this is the first time you've played before, how do you know if you can do it in one? Maybe you have to do it in two. Like, it's harder to make that. But this way, it's such an easy call. I love that they make it. Like, it's just smart gameplay. Um, and I think the other piece of strategy here, uh, and I think this is right again where you see, you know, it's one of those little Wendell things where, you know, Wendell's not really doing it right. Um, but, uh, when you get to pouring the water into this bucket at the end, right? Um, you need a, you need, it looks like you need a really slow and controlled pour rather than like a quick yep. shove of it up. Right. Because, uh, yep. it looks like, uh, you know, Yara doesn't lose water, like when they're pouring it. Right. 
Um, the the new to call. Uh, it looks like they lose a little bit of water, right? But but Kim notices. And, but like, she puts Kim did a hand, good job of that, yeah. Yeah, she puts her hand there, like just to, and it's not a lot that she's like getting in there, but it's a little bit, and like every little bit's gonna count, right? Uh, yeah. And then the third tribe that we see, like Wendell and Sele, when they're doing it, uh, they lift it up. It's like water goes everywhere. Like like it looks like half of it goes in and half of it goes off to the side, and. Wendell is right in front of it and could do the same hand thing that Kim does or something. But instead, as the water is like cascading across the sides, he like steps up front and twists his shirt out into the like rings all the water that's in his shirt into the into the. the yeah, he's more thing. worried about the drop. He got like three drops. And... Yeah, yeah. It's, you like lose three gallons, but you get three drops. Um, and it was yeah. just like a weird misplaced priority. But that seems to be the. It just seems to be what Wendell. It just seems to be the Wendell story throughout this entire challenge. So, well, every everyone rushed it, other than Yara, and Sloan Steady wins this race. Uh-huh. That's what they just had. That's it was kind of frustrating how fast everyone was moving when this thing's already heavy. You're already spilling water. Like, just go slower. You know, yeah. like if you guys think that after you spill something, I would have gone back and just grabbed more water if I spilled some like uh, initially and stuff. Yeah. I I just. You got to go with a different uh, strategy, and that's what Yara did. Yeah. Um, so the one of the reasons, like one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this immunity challenge so much, aside from the strategy, is just by how many times they show Wendell messing something up, and I counted five, like five specific times where they focused on Wendell to show him either doing something. Done. So we already talked about the one, right? The shirt, like twisting his shirt, right? So yeah, name them all. Here are the other four, right? So Michelle, uh, when she's coming off the balance beams, clearly hurts herself. You know, she like falls. It's a hard fall. She took a gnarly she, spill. And that she, was tough. you know, to her credit, she like laughs it off and like, but you know, she's like moving slow. And the reason why she's moving slow is because she just took a hard hit. And Wendell just, let's go, girl. That's that's what he that's what he yells at her. It's not like, you know, it's not like, hey, hurry up, let's go, let's go. Don't focus on the pain. Don't be a quitter. Let's go. Uh, so that's that's the first. Yeah, Probst asked if she was okay, but not Wendell. <laughs> that's. The I first wonder one. why they broke up. Yeah, that's the first one, uh, or, the, or perhaps the second one. Uh, I forget what. Uh, I guess that's the first one, right? Because the uh, the shirt ring would be the second one. Uh, the third one is uh, when they're building the puzzle. Wendell and Michelle on the puzzle together. Uh, Wendell starts constructing the puzzle upside down, uh, and Michelle corrects him that it would probably be better to do it face up. Um, and that's, that's step one, or that's, uh, pardon me, number three. Uh, number four would be, hey, yo, Probst, uh, where, and then Nick yeah. explains, hey, you should probably pay attention to this. And, you know, I, I need his attention. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was just the Wendell, like, I need his attention line. That was just like the worst one of all. Like, just something about well, that. It was just like a kid. We had like. It. We had multiple instances of Probst Wendell Heat. Like yeah. he was telling him to calm down when he was uh, Probst might have been over exaggerated, maybe embellishing a little bit about some things. Well, I guess that's yeah, and, that, and that's number five, right? Because when uh, uh, you know Sele spilled some of the water out of their their thing while they were going on the balance beam, and Jeff called a disaster. Um, <laughs> and and uh, let's not exaggerate, Jeff. Uh, Wendell, Wendell's shooting back a little bit. Um, you know, I like it. I love a little, you know, Wendell Probst heat. Listen, you can listen. You swing back against Probst, that's fine. But like, be like being cocky only works if you've got something to be cocky about. Like, it doesn't work if you lose. Like, it just looks terrible. It looks even worse if you lose. It's so. multiple times too. It's like he's trying to get like a like his dad's attention or something. He just wants like approval or something. And it, you know, every challenge it's happening now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just try to go for like this, like like hell yeah, I just did it. Like this is awesome. Like I did it. I'm awesome. And I'm great. And like, whoops, we just lost. Sorry. Yep. And it really yep. does come down to like one. It. I mean, it comes down to a fraction of a second there. The Sele tribe is still rushing, and they think they may have it, but the the Red tribe, you know, it's all these little things, you know, had any of these gone a little bit differently, right? Had 
when they'll focus on getting more water in there the first time. Maybe, you know, the pour would have been quicker on the second time, get the puzzle pieces a second faster, had even focused on the puzzle and not focused on getting just attention. Like, there's so many ways you can make up a second uh, or a fraction of a second in this challenge, um, which is just unfortunate that, uh, that Wendell has these five strikes. Well, if Michelle didn't fall, just kidding. I, I, yeah, hey, that's true. That is true. If yeah. Michelle didn't fall... Um, but no one blamed Michelle for that one. Uh, no. Everyone blamed Wendell. And Well, she, uh, Michelle kind of blamed herself, though. She apologized yeah. for it, which she probably shouldn't have if uh, Wendell did make it upside down, which he did. So, Well, that's the thing. She has just got such an incredible social game going. Uh, that's why she won the first time, right? And that's, I think, part of the reason why people are, you know she's talked a lot about people not respecting her game or like that she's had trouble like accepting her win. And, you know, she was up against Aubrey who was a great strategist. And, you know, a lot of, you know, you could say that uh, some people who voted for Michelle might have voted for Aubrey had they known the extent of Aubrey's game and, you know, had, had some things been different, but at the same time, you really got to give Michelle credit for like being able to pull out the win based on the strength of her social relationships with people against someone who's a really strong strategist. And that's, I mean, it's just like that kind of energy that's putting her in such a great position right now. I'm really into her. Um, she's a, she's a lot of fun and uh, she deserved that win. She deserved a win. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things I really like about her is you've got all these winners, but not a lot of them show the vulnerability that she shows. And you can kind of tell that like, she hasn't really thought in her head that she deserved that win for a while because I think that's just been eating at her and stuff. Yeah. So it's really cool to see her coming back and like proving to herself and everybody else, but most importantly herself, that she deserves it and she's playing one of the better games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not, you know, not 100% convinced that she wins, but I do feel convinced that, you know, at the end of this, we are going to have a much higher opinion of Michelle Fitzgerald than we did going into this. Absolutely. Um, yep, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, we're, we're, we may, may have a different relationship with Wendell, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, all right. Uh, I think that about, uh, I think that about covers the, uh, the episode here. Um, we, uh, had a little bit of, I guess Wendell, uh, Wendell kind of blew it a little bit of tribal council too. If you want to talk about the Wendell, uh, villainy here, uh, where, uh, where he says, let me yeah, correct you he keeps, briefly. He keeps doubling down on all that stuff. I, uh, yeah, I, he does that, and then he still it's just that was that was cringeworthy, and then just doubling down on like I'm doing this for myself, yeah. like all this stuff that you just don't want to hear, and so he yeah, there's no way he wins this game. I that was like. yeah, for sure. I, I want to say that was the biggest cringe moment for me too. That let me correct you. Uh, yeah, um, that, that that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, two my two pet peeves are people who walk slowly in front of me on sidewalks and this. Um, and people, people who apologize for you not hearing me correctly. I, I'm sorry that you misunderstood what I said. I'm sorry that yeah. you suck glance. I'm sorry that I'm yeah. right and you're wrong. It's, um, it's the, the non-apology non apology. non-apology apology. Not the first one we've seen yep. and talked about on Survivor, but, uh, yep. even Jeff called it out, man. That's just... <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Another pet peeve? People with, uh, really big gums and small teeth. <laughs> All right. Uh, any anyone you targeting there in, in particular? No. No, that's to no one in specific. Okay, that's just just the general. Okay. Just the general. All right. Love, love gum. Happy. All right. Well, sorry to all our listeners out there who are very heavy on the gums. Um, I'm sure everyone has great teeth. I, th I think so too. Uh, certainly, our not our the listeners, people in Tiger King though. Our listeners, the people are in Tiger King, have terrible teeth. Oh my God, I was watching that last night, man. That is a uh, that is a trip. Uh, that is a that is a heck of a uh, Joe Exotic. Yeah, I gotta I gotta watch me some more of that after this. All right, so it sounds like we're already planning on another thing we're gonna watch after our uh, our <laughs> podcast is over here, Lance. But before we go, uh, I want to talk to you uh, real quick here. Um, uh, we're, we're running short of time, but let me know, Lance. Have you learned anything here in this episode? Uh, learned a few things. What'd you learn? All right, first thing I learned, you can have all the peanut butter in the world, but Boston Rob, the portly chap and all, he's coming back. It, yeah. You can write that down. You can lock it up. He's coming back. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Nat sorry was, Natalie. No, it was the, uh, it was the uh, you know, Rob had a lot of knowledge about those trails, um, and it seemed like he had more knowledge of the trails than Tyson did, um, you know, because Tyson went for the one he was most familiar with. Um, and Rob knew them all like the back of his hand because 
I guess he was expecting some kind of twist. I don't know. Um, really, yeah, and, he, really, and he didn't go to the fir- this one first. He went to the shorter ones. Smart move. Savvy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, uh, boy, uh, what else you learn, Lance? Uh, now that the headliners are gone, let's see if these new school players can become legends. I'm hopeful for the season. So I, what I learned is I'm hopeful for this merge, even though we've lost pretty much all the legends, right? We How have, many legends are like, I, I would say Tony's a legend. Uh, I think Tony is kind of like the, uh, the, the, the biggest, uh, he's a more of a new school legend. Um, although yep. he is old, I feel like it's almost old school now. So the oldest school player in the game right now, I think is Sophie. Is that right? South Pacific, I think is the, uh, is it S- Sophie or Kim, right? Uh, I think, no, I think, uh, I think one world was 25. Um, I think that one, I think, uh, Sophie was 23, 22. Okay. Anyway, I think Sophie is the, uh, I think it's, yeah, I think Sophie is the, uh, most old school person in the game, which is it. I mean, that's that's more than halfway through the survivor life, right? It's after heroes versus villains. It's after the halfway point. So uh, everyone in the super early days is gone, um, which is uh, which is interesting. But you think they had? To, you think the uh, the new school people uh, had some kind of like we've got to get out all the old school people like a thing going into it, or is that just the way it happens to wind up? I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I think it, they definitely, I think people had uh, a couple deals going into this and everything. I think a lot of people did. And then I just think they have grown up with these people more than the mod. We've grown up with like the modern people. So I still, then they're all fans of those people. So I do think it's kind of like Tyson said, like people want to take out their legends, their icons and stuff. And I think just them being there and like everyone being a fan of them growing up, just put a huge, a bigger target on their back. Like Boston Rob, like everyone said, Ooh, and ah, because of who he is and stuff. So I think that's, that's just how it plays out for the old school legends. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say that I don't know that necessarily it is something that I just learned now, but like, I feel like it's something that you can learn by watching the episode. The pre-existing relationships are, probably the biggest and most dangerous things to be looking out for out there uh because you just can't beat real life like you can't like you can't expect someone's gonna side with you over their own family and you can't expect that they're gonna side with you a person they really only met six day, 16 days ago or nine days ago however long it was to side with you over someone that you've known for a couple years even if that person is uh, an awful ex who did you wrong and like there's all sorts of problems there it's still the devil you know versus the devil you don't know right like there's there's something to be said for sticking with uh sticking with your real life relationship um and i think yeah and if you're if you're surrounded by a go ahead yeah no and i think that's the reason why a lot of the old school players are out of the game because they have these tight relationships with each other because they've been out of the game for 10 years and doing the survivor circuits and doing poker parties and you know all these all these things that really bind them together whereas like nick wilson he just showed up to the party yesterday you know like who who does he know you didn't know anybody yeah and it just makes sense like uh, you gotta get rid of the people who know people like why which is interesting that nick decided to side with wendell and uh Michelle, but um. yeah, that'll go into my next what we learned thing. And so I'm going to say what they did was a smart move to get rid of uh, Yule mm-hmm. to vote him out because he's just so smart in this game that I think if he gets to the merge, I think he goes to the end. Yeah. I, so I thought I learned that it was a smart move. I don't, I, I wasn't 100% with them that he would for sure make it to the end, but I am 100% with him that if he makes it to the end, he's going to win. Uh, because yep. how can you not, how can you not vote for Yule? Like he is just so likable. He wants to give some of this money to charity or all of it. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you, uh, you saw last night on uh, social media, uh, but Penner tweeted, uh, after Yule was voted I off. I did see that. It was just in tears and it was just like so heartbreaking, uh, you know, cause they're so close and they've, you know, talked, but. That actually goes to my, my last, what we learned. I learned that I'm very, I was probably already learned this, but I am so happy that Yule and Ethan came back because they've shown a spotlight on a lot of things The you know, ALS with uh, Yule and obviously yeah. with Henry and his wife and stuff and Ethan with the cancer awareness. So I, I understand why they came back, even if they didn't win. And maybe this is what I learned. I learned that those guys are winners no matter what, because of what they've done for this. They might not be the winners at war winner, yeah. but they're winners already because of what they've done and how much money and awareness they've brought to this uh, and raised to the situations. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Yule, we cannot talk, stop talk, talking about great things about Yule. Um, but yeah. And I mean, just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad they're both there. I, I really, I really am glad they're both there. And I think that this is like, even though they didn't win, maybe they will. Like, I, I guess there's, there's a chance that they can get back in the game and win this thing. But, you know, assuming they don't, like, I think that both Ethan and Yule have just, like, had their stock increase or just, like, our opinions of them are are just, like, they're just great. They're just such great people. Like, I love, Ethan is so much fun. Like, Ethan, I had no idea Ethan was going to be as much fun as he is. Uh, You know, he's out there on social media uh, having fun. Like, Michelle uh, did this live broadcast and Ethan showed up and asked, asked Michelle why she voted him out. Um, so it's just, it's just I, and he's been sharing postcards that he supposedly wrote while on Edge of Extinction. Uh, it's just, I, I, he's so much fun and I'm glad he's there and I hope he sticks it out. Um, you know, just to, even if it's just to prove to himself that he can do it. Yeah. He's, he's one of the great people of this and it's, it's kind of funny how many people have like almost a universal approval rating. I feel like Ewell and Ethan are two of those people. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's, it's hard to find someone who is... Who does not? Who does not like him? But you know, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, a lot, a lot less divisive than some other people on the island, such as Sandra. Um, but, uh, but yeah, a, a person who does not have a universal approval rating, even though we love her. <laughs> That's right. She is. Uh, she may be the exact opposite. She. I think it's. Uh, she is probably a highly polarizing. She is. Uh, uh-huh. She is like the. Uh, she's almost like the uh, Donald Trump of Survivor. You either love her or you hate her. It's, it can't be, it can't be anything but those two. It can only be those yep, two. That's right. There's um, no gray area. Yeah. There's no gray area with her. All right. Uh, so I think that about, uh, I think that about wraps us up for this week, Lance. Um, uh, looking forward to uh, talking the, uh, the merge with you next week here and seeing where all this goes. Um, uh, hopefully survivors going somewhere because you and I sure aren't. We're stuck here in this apartment. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, this prison. <laughs> This cushy, this cushy uh, prison with granite countertops. Um, so uh, if you like, hey, if you liked what you heard here, uh, please uh, consider subscribing to the Survivor Brothers. Uh, we're going to hear it every week throughout season 40 and hopefully 41 and 42 if they happen. Um, fingers crossed that they do. Um, but we'll be here talking about uh, everything. Um, so please give us a subscribe. And if you really like what we're doing here, uh, please leave us a review as well. Uh, five stars would be most appreciated uh, by Lance, especially because uh, he is a, absolutely he's a five star junkie. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, if you got some free time on your hands, check out the other great podcasts in the TV Guy Podcasting Network. Um, all right, I think that about wraps us up, Lance. So, uh, signing off from our respective apartments once again. Uh, we'll see you, see you on the internet, Lance. See you there. Bye-bye. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd. Exclusively on Paramount+.